That's why you're going to see a sleeper team this year that's not supposed to be favored. You can't do that with the NFL. It doesn't work that way. We're not talking about just losing his leg. We were talking about losing his life. And welcome back to the Extra Point. As always, I am Wes here with Matt. Matt, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? Good. How y'all doing down there? Doing good. Doing good. Bobby, how about yourself? How you doing? Everything's good, man. Just um, going through the motions. Just uh, kind of like wait and see mode, like everybody else in this world right now. Um, waiting for ball. Yeah. Speaking of ball, let's go ahead and jump right on in. Let's uh, let's start with the uh, high school sports. And Bobby, I'm gonna let you take the lead on that, especially when it uh, comes to Florida. Tell us what's going on right now with high school football. Yeah, so, you know, going on with Florida right now, obviously Florida being a football state, um, you know, you got a lot of, you know, uh, I don't know if a lot of people have heard of, but California canceled their high school football mm-hmm. and fall sports, you know, until spring, as did Michigan and Virginia, you know, where Matt's, you know, living. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the times that we're living in right now. As far as Florida, uh, we have a, a tentative start date, August 24th right now, before we can use – um, equipment and pads. So they essentially delayed it back two weeks, which will delay the start of the season to September 11th, which was originally be, you know, it was supposed to be August 24th. So it's essentially just a two week backup. And um, I mean, that's what they have right now. But I mean, who knows? I mean, they could go further back. Just like anybody else. I don't think they're going to cancel high school sports in Florida because, um, Long story short, you know, um, a lot of teams throughout the country are saying they want to delay fall sports in the spring. In Florida, it's very different, though, because if you do that in the spring, that's going to make kids choose between track and field and football. And those come to, you know, th- those two sports are, you know, football players and track players. They do both sports. Oh, yeah. They're not going to make them choose those, you know. And um, at the end of the day, Florida's a football football sport you know what i mean i mean that you know the state of florida ball is in high school is football there's a lot of money involved or whatnot so we're just hoping to have a season we're all doing um all the precautions right now we're working out um playing by the rules doing what we have to do just to have a season so we're just praying that we'll have a season and we're doing whatever the uh, cdc and um everybody tells us what to do or whatnot but we're just praying that there's going to be a season so yeah, uh, let's let's talk about that for a second, real quick. So, as far as what you guys have going on now, you're basically doing strength and conditioning, right? You're doing a lot of weightlifting and like maybe running and stuff like that. Nothing, obviously, with pads. You know what? So like, we're in phase we're, right now. We're in phase one in Florida, mm-hmm. which means that like we have to be outdoors. We can't even use our weight rooms right now. Okay, that's what I was curious. Because in the about. Wa- yeah, because in the weight rooms, you know, everybody's touching a lot of equipment. Right. It's not. So everything is like we scan our players when they come in. We take their temperatures. We have volunteers that log in their temperatures. We ask them a question. Have you been involved with anybody with COVID and this and that? I mean, we're going through all the right protocols. And then uh, we're just basically doing workouts out in the fields. You know, we have 98 kids out there working out with us with eight or nine coaches. So we separate them in groups of 10, mm-hmm. make sure we're social distancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just very different. I mean, nobody's ever gone through this ever before, right. but we're starting to get adjusted to it. Um, 
it sucks for not just the players and the coaches because usually by this time right now we're wearing you know helmets yeah shoulder pads but i mean it is what it is we're being patient we're going to obey the rules you know kids got to wear their mask while they're indoors obviously they can't wear them when they're working out because i mean you, you just can't wear a mask where you're working out especially in the support of heat oh, or not. Yeah. oh yeah so um we're just going through the protocol and just obeying the rules and setting examples over at FPC. You know, we're, um, think, you know, Travis Rowland, our head coach is, you know, we're, we're big on it. I mean, there's been a lot of teams down here. Um, a lot of counties that have been not obeying those rules, working out in the weight rooms, not mm-hmm. social distancing and this and that. And a lot of that right there can ruin, you know, the opportunity for the rest of the state, you know? So, yeah. I mean, you got, you got, you got like Dade counties in phase zero right now. They're the epicenter of the COVID-19. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about teams like Miami Central, Miami Northwestern, you know, the top teams in the country. I mean, these guys haven't even got to the stage where they can do summer workouts like we are. So that's why the season's been backed up to the 24th, and they're going to go from there. So, Last thing, and then knows, we'll, we'll move on into the NFL. But I, I was curious. Now, you're not there yet, obviously, but once you do get to that point where you're back in the gym or back in the weight room, you're back in pads and all that, have they discussed or have you guys laid out a plan? And I don't know how much you can or can't tell me, but have they laid out a plan as far as sanitation of equipment uh, as it go, as it's um, concerned with helmets, pads, um, and obviously the weight equipment itself? Or is that something yeah, that you I mean, there- talked about? Yeah, there's not an official plan. I mean, there's like there's there's a whole bunch that are out on the board every week. They're doing meetings about that. I mean, it, I mean, it's to the extent right now that I mean, we're to the point where since we can't be in the weight room, we're having all of our players. Like I say, we got about 98 players out there. Um, we're all grabbing 45 pound weights, 35 pound weights. So when I we bring them out to the field, we do individual, you know, like calisthenics and all that with them. And then as soon as we're done. They walk up individually. We spray them down. They wipe them down, hand sanitize, and put them in. You know, so okay. I mean, that's just kind of the world that we're in right now. Um, and I mean, that's. I mean, as far as high school football, I mean, that's the protocol you got to take right now. I mean, you got to go to the extent. Unfortunately, a lot of my, a lot of people disagree with it. A lot of people agree with it, but. I mean, it is what it is, but we're just taking all the top-notch safety protocols. We're going above and beyond. Very good. You know, because we want a football season, so we're going yeah. above and beyond. Absolutely. Matt, did you have any questions in regards to that for Bobby? No, not at all. I mean, you pretty much uh, covered covered any questions that I had. Um, it's definitely interesting times we're in, and, I, and I'm sure all you football coaches are, are struggling to – I mean, you want to be out there. Same as the players, so it's just a tough situation right now. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, we can't even use like the you know the six man sled, the two man sled, the one man right. sled. We can't use the hand shields and all that because everything is just you know like individually somebody touching one thing or whatnot. And, and you gotta understand though, like all it takes is one person you know to like drive by and see us not obeying obeying the rules and taking a picture, and then that could shut down our season, you know, or ruin the program or whatnot. So we're just um, we're taking advantage of the situation right now and just doing extreme conditioning. One thing that's going to be a downfall though when it comes to high school football, I'll tell you this right now is like um, the players aren't getting. I mean, they're going to be conditioned, but they're not getting stronger though. You know that weight room thing, you know, is huge. Oh yeah, especially you know in the state of football, man. I mean, lifting is huge. You got to get strong, especially if you're an interior lineman, you know, O line or D line. 
know, that, I mean, DBs, running backs, quarterbacks, all that, they can get away with that, having power lifting, you know. But when you're an interior lineman, which I think any of us football people know, that's where the game is won. Absolutely, in the trenches. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, major, that's a major factor right there, not being able to use the weight room. So we're just trying to do whatever we can do to get these kids stronger. So it's going to be interesting, you know. It's going to be um, interesting to see the style of play when the season starts. It is. It is, and, and in order for it, we'll move into the NFL now. In order to have a season, the NFL owners and teams had to come to the NFLPA with their plans, uh, their IDER plans, infectious disease emergency response plans. Uh, they had to bring these plans to the NFLPA and get them approved before the, any franchise could bring more than 20 players in. Now, that was achieved this Wednesday, in fact, today. Uh, it, it, the last seven teams that had yet to receive approval got their plans through. So now all teams can have more than 20 players in the building per NFLPA requirements. That's a big step in moving forward in, in regards to having a season. So now the players can get in there and they can get going now. Right. I mean, absolutely. I mean, like I say, I mean, it really it comes down to the individual, you know, because, you know, during this whole epidemic that we're going through right now, uh, I mean, it's different with high school, NFL, and college. Mm. I mean, NFL players, you know, obviously, I'm sure these guys have the amenities to where they can go work out on their own, you know what I mean, and have, you know, gyms in their house or uh-huh. places they can go, you know, and utilize that, you know. And um, colleges as well. Um, high schools is different, but it's just going to be different though. I mean, it's, it it's going to be very interesting, man. It's going to be very interesting to see, you know, the style of football play this year. You know, it's going to be a different season that we've ever seen before. Oh, this is going to be a one of a kind season. I think, I, you know, cause... I'm just, I'm just worried about in- I'm just worried about injuries though, man. Yeah. Oh. A lot of that, it's not about how strong you are or whatnot. Like, because I mean, you need to, I mean, you know, NFL has missed all, all these off season camps workouts and this and that, you know, they're depending on these players to individually do it on their own, which a lot of these NFL players obviously do because they're, they have their, you know, they got money, they got their trainers or whatnot. But yeah, they have means, yes. Yeah. But I mean, it's gonna, you're going to, you're going to see some different style of football, man. You got, and I'm afraid you're going to see a lot more injuries now because of all this COVID thing. Oh, I believe it. I believe it, Matt. Thoughts? Yeah, again, I mean, you guys are, are hitting it right <laughs> on the head. I mean, <laughs> you guys are going pretty in depth on it there. I mean, yeah, no, it, it, again, it's just a tough situation. I couldn't imagine the, the struggles that you have trying to coach these players again without the weight room. Yeah, you can condition all you want, but to put on those pounds and, and to be able to, you know, get close, you know, just to teach, like you said, the sledding tackles, all that stuff. Um it's I, I I can't I feel for all you guys and again just want to get everything back to normal I want normal seasons I, I I hope it doesn't get canceled I would love to see to see all all the seasons play out but I mean gotta take it day by day and and go from there yeah and you know I mean one thing before uh, Wes you take over um, to end this topic is though like, you really got to feel about you know these kids especially these kids that are seniors not even just in high school. But like in college, man, I mean, they need film. They need tape, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. they need, you know, they need film. They need tape to get into the NFL or to get into college, you know. And if they don't have a season, I mean, what what are you gonna do? Are you gonna give them a redshirt year, like in high school, in college, to give them the other year, and that's gonna ruin recruiting? Like, 
you give them an extra year? How many numbers? There's certain numbers that teams can recruit in college and then how many you can have in the NFL. It's just, um, it's a numbers game and it's just, um, it's tough though. I mean, I, I really feel bad for a lot of these kids, not just in football, but in all ball sports and any sports, you know, these kids need film and tape to get recruited and to, you know, get scholarships and all that. So. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be one of a kind. That's for sure. Now, along with, the season upcoming, they are giving the option for players to opt out. And it's not a really hard thing to understand, but basically here, here's how it works. The, the rules, are again, are pretty simple. Anyone in the NFL is free to opt out of the 2020 season. The contracts for all those players that opt out will be pushed back to 2021. Now here's where there's, there's a little bit more. NFL players who opt out of the 2020 season will also re- re- receive excuse me, salary advances. Those who opt out for medical reasons because they are at high risk regarding COVID-19 will receive a $350,000 payout for the season. And those who opt out voluntarily will receive $150,000 for the season. Now, undrafted rookies who opt out voluntarily are not eligible for the $150,000 stipend. You do not get that. And here's why. Essentially what happens is uh, we're going to use um, – uh, one of the random players, for example, uh, let's say there's a they're getting paid 2.75 million for the season, and they opt out voluntarily. That 150 thousand dollars that they're getting paid is coming out of that 2.75 million. So basically, you're getting 150 thousand dollars of the contract you 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 basically signed for this season, and then everything gets pushed back a year. So if you, you your your salary will move to 2021, and that's pretty much how it works. And with that, we've had a lot of opt outs. Um, a lot of star names have actually already come up. Um, I'm just going to kind of roll through a few on the teams because there are several. The biggest team that I've seen so far that's hit been hit has been the New England Patriots, and it's not even close. Um, it's I'm looking through all the teams right now, so let's just go through a few of them real quick. Um, we have Marquise Goodwin with the Philadelphia Eagles. He has opted out. Nate Solder uh, today opted out for the Giants. Um... The Patriots, like I said, they took a big hit. They lost a few of the uh, the younger guys, but then they also lost some big names. Uh, Marcus Cannon, the offensive tackle. Uh, Danny Vital, fullback. Patrick Chung, safety. And then uh, Dante Dante Hightower as well is also out. So they have opted out for the season. Yeah, exactly. Michael Pierce for the Vikings. Um, you just had uh, Damian Williams opt out. He's not even updated on this yet. He just opted out. So he's done for the season. Devin Funches from Green Bay announced it the other night via Instagram. Uh, the Cowboys, they have Marcus Kennedy, or Kennedy the cornerback, yeah, and yeah, Stephen yeah. uh, Gidry, the wide receiver. Uh, let's see. Atlanta, no opt-outs. Jacksonville, no opt-outs. Baltimore, Andre Smith, their offensive tackle, and then DeAnthony Thomas, their wide receiver. Uh, Star Lutelele. From the defensive tackle from the Bills, also another notable one that opted out. Uh, and and there's there are a whole lot more of them now. Some teams. Yeah, don't I think mean, there's I mean there's one uh, that D tackle for the Bears though who's been starting. Did you name him or not? Uh, I no Eddie Goldman. I did not cover him. Eddie Goldman, defensive tackle for the Bears, he yeah. is out. Uh, and, and this is as of five hours ago via SportingNews.com. So that's the updates that I have on those at the moment. I'm sure there are going to be way more to come. Uh, Matt, any notable names you think will opt out this season? Maybe on Atlanta. No, I haven't heard anything on on uh, Atlanta side about anybody opting out as of right now. Um, 
But yeah, no, I think you said the biggest team by far that's been hit by that is the New England Patriots. And yeah, Patrick Chung and Dante Hightower, just those two names right there. I those mean, are, those are big volume. hits. Those are really big hits. Now, I was talking about this, and, and it, something just it, – it's its odd to me about the Patriots, man. Like, So it, it's one thing that, yes, they have a bunch of players opting out. That's fine. That's not not what's got me stuck on this. But the, the fact of the matter of uh, you had four or five of them opt out within about six hours of each other. It just seems like Bill Belichick's up to something. I always feel like he's scheming in the background, and I feel like he's going to get something out of this. Now, there's nothing official that I've looked – I can't find anything that would – you know, maybe help him from a cap room perspective because that was my big thing. Maybe he's trying to clear up some cap room because they are tight on cap room. I'm trying to find something. I can't find anything. Am I crazy to think that Bill Belichick has, is is somehow behind the scenes pulling some strings here? Yeah, I could definitely see him doing that for sure. I could see him, uh, yeah, making a couple trades, doing something to uh, to bring somebody in, a veteran guy, just to at least lead some of the, maybe the, the younger players that they have. So yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I definitely see Bill Belichick pulling something on a sleeve for that. I agree. I mean, when it comes to Bill Belichick, I mean, nothing will surprise me, you know? So, um, either way. Yeah. So nothing will surprise me. I'm glad you guys said that because follow me here on this rabbit hole. So this one is kind of one of those crazy conspiracy theories potentially, but, is it within the? I mean, with with Bill Belichick, you always know he knows what he's got. And he's confident in the players he picks. So, for instance, when he picked Cam Newton up, that was a little bit of a surprise to me. Yes, I I said he would go there at one point. That was my guess, but I didn't think he would actually do it. To be honest with you, because I don't usually see Bill pick up players like that, and that's just fact throughout his career. Now it's different with the QB position, yes, and he hasn't been through this before. But I still it, it still strikes me as odd. So it makes me wonder if. You know, we, they're doing all this. They're, you know, they're making these moves. Are they setting themselves up now with all these big-name players coming out? And, again, it's not over yet. We can still see a lot more players come out. Uh, is there a potential tank for Trevor situation going on here? Good question. Bobby, what do you think? I mean, um, Is that I excessive? Because I, no, I feel like not, I'm crazy. No, no. No, 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 it's not. You're not crazy at all. I mean, that's, I mean, like I say, when it comes to Bill Belichick, I mean, that is definitely not far-fetched at all by any means. Uh, like I said, this man is a wild card, and you cannot doubt him for any decision that he ever makes as far as a coach when it comes to him and his um, personnel and, you know, um, uh, uh, team calls and all that. So, no, to me, that's not far-fetched at all, and that would not surprise me at all by any means. Okay. Okay. Glad to think I'm not glad. Or, you know, glad to know I'm not crazy there. But we'll see as yeah, it continues no, because no. I feel like there's going to be a lot more players that start opting out as we get closer. And what I'm really waiting to see is the first team that has that big kind of uh, what do I want to say? Uh, like big positive set of tests, kind of like the Marlins just had in, in the MLB, where you just had like half their roster coaches and what whatnot get tested positive. What happens to an NFL team when that happens? Because every, like. It's going to happen. It's, it's, gonna it's definitely happen. going to happen. The question is, what team is it going to happen to, and what are going to be the repercussions of that situation? Are they going to just shut that team down for the season? Um, are they going to 
just, I mean, because with, with MLB, it's a little bit different. So you had, just for people that don't know, the Marlins had 15 players and slash coaching staff that tested positive for the coronavirus. Now what they did, they play, they had just played in Philadelphia. So they put the Philadelphia Phillies on quarantine and then they put the Marlins, their, their season is on hold. But they were able to kind of fix it by moving some schedules around with the Yankees and Orioles. Now the Yankees and Orioles are playing a series and they're going to figure it out some point later in the season. You can't do that with the NFL. It doesn't work that way. They're not going to be able to postpone a game and double up one week. It's just not going to happen. So when you have that first test, what I haven't heard a plan yet that's going to say, hey, this team's not either going to A, are they going to take a loss? Is it just an automatic L for that team and say it's like uh, Atlanta-Jacksonville? Jacksonville has a massive positive break. Now Atlanta just gets the win and moves forward. Or, you know, what happened? Because that, that could be huge, man. You think about it, that could be yeah, no. massive. Imagine, imagine no, this. Like, uh, and I'll let you finish, Bobby. Imagine a, a division rival gets it, and that's and you ain't faced them yet, and, and that's two wins right there off the bat. Bobby, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, they can't do that in the NFL, man. I mean, like, the NFL, spent, they're spending $75 million on COVID testing for this football season. Like, you know, the NFL has ridiculous money, as we know. Obviously. Like, long, long, like, long story short, you know, like uh, the Nats, you know, Juan, uh, Juan Soto tested negative. You know, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, negative. Then he tested positive last week on Thursday. Couldn't play on uh, – he, he tested positive on Wednesday. Couldn't play on Thursday because he tested positive. And then he got to wait two days for a negative test to come for him to play. A lot of people are like, all right, well, you got to sit two weeks. No. The testing that these programs, you know, well, these friends the, – the, the you know, like the NFL, and the NBA, and all that, I mean, these guys – I mean, the NFL has testing. They're spending $75 million to test. These guys get tested every day. They get immediate results and this and that. And there are going to be situations. That's why it's going to suck to play fantasy football this year because you will have an incident where there might be a Saquon Barkley or a Julio Jones or Ezekiel Elliott that might test positive, you know, on a Saturday and can't play, you know, until he gets that, you know. So, I mean, that's the stuff that we're going to be dealing with this year or whatnot. Um, well, and, that's, that, and, and not to me, I don't mean to yeah. cut you off, but that's just it. You know, you, I'll use your example. For instance, you have a Zeke, a player like that who tests positive. What right. are you going to do? I mean, you're going to take the NFL can't be negligent with this in a sense and just say, okay, well he tested positive, but you know, we, you know, it takes three days sometimes for this to, to come into the system to even test for it. So, I mean, it would take three days after they came into contact with Zeke. So maybe even if you spread the team out, I mean, and it's just a running back room, you're potentially losing all your running backs, whether it be quarantine, whether it be positive test, you know, whatever you have you. I mean, that's that's something that's really going to have to take into get taken into consideration. Do you leave players out of lot out of meetings? Do you, you know, I mean, I know social distancing and stuff like that, but uh, it's going to be tough for the NFL. It's not a bubble like the NBA, and even the NBA is. Right, I mean, they've done right. pretty damn good, and and the NHL has done fantastic as well. MLB, it, they're they're kind of the first ones out out of the gate, and you know they're having their issues already. We're seeing, so that's just my concern. Is you can't. It's not like the NBA. It's not like the NHL. It's not like MLB. Right. You and can't the, reschedule these games. You just can't. And the and the NBA is a lot easier. You're talking about twelve players, right? In a well, and they're in a bubble too. They're in a bubble, and, and they're sitting in the bubble. They got it all, you know. They got it all planned out right now. You know, they got one little arena that they're all playing at. They yeah, they're an hour away around. from us, right? That's going to be. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's 
Let me hear you, Matt. I got to hear something from you. I mean, yeah. I mean, you guys are just you're you're you're, talk, you're hitting. I mean, I can't say it enough. Um, I, the the whole yeah, you can't you can't with the NFL schedule with just that many games. It, it's hard to. So you can't. I mean, what are you gonna do? Do a double header you of an NFL yeah, exactly. game? Exactly. Exactly. Like, you can't have two games in the same week. There's just too many other variables in there. So it's. I mean, like I said. I mean, I think I said in the last podcast the way that the NFL season is in real jeopardy is when you have a Tom Brady, you know, a yes. Matt Ryan and a Julio Jones that get it, um, and and. It's because then it's just not fair. It's not fair to you can't. I mean, you can only have so many backups. I know that they're going to expand the teams and and all that good stuff, but it's still just not going to be enough. So, yeah. um, <laughs> they have got to be on point with all of this, and and these players have to opt into this too. It's it, it can't just be the NFL. It has to be the players. It has to be the players' association too. That's on this. They have to be on top of them about this because if they're not, it's it's gonna it, it's gonna be just. I mean, think of, they're, they're the, the ground support of a building. They fall out. Everything's falling out from above it. So that, that's my one big concern on that. But, I mean, I, hell, I'm ready to watch football. But if you ask me, if you, you know, and I hate to say it, but if you hard-press me, I would say, you know, let the season go. Let it go. I know it's not that easy. I know it's dollars and cents. But uh, I'm saying let the season go, personally, because it's just – I think it's going to become a problem midway through. But, I mean, if it starts, I'm still going to watch it. (laughs) And, by the way, I mean, like, I don't know, Wes, you know a little bit more in depth when it comes to, like, what are they talking about? Like, has the whole NFL said that there's not going to be fans in the stadium? I know Jacksonville. So how's that working right now? So it's on a state-by-state basis. So essentially how it works is it's mandated. They follow the mandates of their, their representatives for the state. So, for instance, for example, Jacksonville. Jacksonville is allowed to filled the 25% capacity of the season right now. That is not to say in a couple weeks Jacksonville has a big breakout and all of a sudden they can't have anybody. So right now they can have a 25% capacity stadium. All play or all personnel, all fans are required to wear masks. And if they do it like the Korean leagues are doing it right now in MLB, you will not be able to eat at your seat. I, that, and that, that's how the Korean leagues are doing it right now. So I haven't heard anything about that part about it. But then you look at you look at a team like the Jets and the Giants up up in DC, or I'm sorry, in New York. Excuse me. They can't have anybody. They've already refunded season tickets. They've already come out with their announcements. They will have nobody in the stands. And I would assume that goes for uh, California as well, based on the fact that they have shut down pretty much everything. So and if you I, and I want, so if you and I want to go to jazz game this year, boy, those tickets are gonna be expensive as hell, boy. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see. But like, Shit, that, if they're only gonna hold twenty five percent. Them tickets are gonna be freaking expensive, boy. Yeah, Florida's a weird state, though. I mean, you look at California, you yeah. look at New York. Those state, those states look like it's pretty much across the board. But like you said, you have Jacksonville, who's really, in all honesty, honesty, not too bad in regards to cases. But then you have, yeah, Florida, like Miami, you have Miami, Miami dad. It's it's chaos. It's complete chaos. With in fact, I mean, you can't. I, I won't even go near down there. That's how bad that is. They're, they're but, phase zero. They're I mean, phase zero. And, and that's. I had a conversation with one of our buddies, Logan, the other day. I don't understand why the Marlins weren't playing in Jacksonville at the one of the triple. Uh, I believe they're a triple A affiliate right there because you really don't want to be in Miami. If I'm a player, I don't want to go to Miami. I don't care if I'm not coming in contact with anybody. I don't want to go on the plane. 
I don't want to go in a hotel. I don't want any of that because, I mean, stay you know, away from dead. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's it, it's a state by state basis. It's going to continue to change. It's it's still a very fluid thing. So you could you could see it change in a day, and I, and I wouldn't be surprised to see stadiums with domes just outright closed because. Like I've New heard, Orleans, well, go ahead. Go ahead speaking of which, I, I mean, I've heard the Falcons say that they're they're going to try to allow ten to twenty thousand fans in there in the stadium for games this year. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know yeah, the numbers Georgia. on Georgia, but I don't think they're that bad either. And we can. No, I mean, no, Georgia, Georgia's Georgia's kind of running like Florida right now, man. Oh, we're is just, it? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're kind of running Georgia and Florida, you know, from high school, college, you know, mm-hmm. SEC and all that, man. Yeah. They're they're wide open right now, man. That's a big debate, man, uh, aside from politics. But Georgia and Florida are on the same base when it comes to that. Gotcha. Well, let's go ahead and move on to something else over here. I think we've talked enough COVID, at least for now. Uh, Matt, I'm going to let you run this one. I need you to talk to us. I need you to tell us what exactly is going on with the Washington football team. Do we have any inklings on a name? What have you heard in the local news? What the hell is going on with this team? Talk to me. So with <laughs> the Washington football team, um, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, even LeBron James, I think, tweeted about it, uh, was giving him grief. Mm-hmm. And at first, I, my, my initial response to that was, of course they would. Um, but then thinking a little bit more about it, uh, it's probably a better decision um, than just rushing into picking a name mm-hmm. that everybody's going to hate, I'm trying to rush before the season. Yep. Go ahead. You're, you're the Washington football team, whatever, for the season. Um, get it done, though. Get it done right. Do the polls. Do whatever you have to do. Um, I, I, honestly, I'm a fan of the Hogs because that goes back to – I think we talked about it last last podcast mm-hmm. – um, to, to their offensive line that won them three Super Bowls. Um, I mean – that, that's what I, I mean. That, that's cool for me. I mean, I've heard the Sentinels. Uh, that, that's a decent name. Um, there's a few others that are out there that are okay. The Red Wolves. Um, Red Wolves, that would be fine. I like, yeah, uh, I like the Red Wolves. Okay I think that. Red Tails was another one or something like that, but it still has yeah. the Wolf logo. I like that one because they actually were going to keep a very similar logo, take changing the feather for a tail, like a wolf tail, and then have a wolf in the center of that circle. So it wouldn't have been a really big change as far as the logo. So I think that there was what they're trying to do though <clears throat> is uh, if they're gonna rebrand, they're gonna rebrand and, and go, you know, new new color scheme the whole nine. Um, they don't want to. I mean, if if they really wanted to stick it to whoever, uh, <laughs> they would have named themselves the Braves, right? And um, you know, made their logo a spear or something like that. So. I th- I, and this is, I mean, I don't, I'm, this is all speculation. Um, but yeah, no, I think they're really going to take their time. They're, they're really going to rebrand it. It's going to be something completely, completely probably different than, than we've ever even, than, than anything that we've heard yet. Um, I, I'm a fan right now of the Seattle Kraken. Yes. I think that is like the greatest name of all time. I'm just throwing that and, out And, and I don't mean to get off. I got to stop you right there, and I'm glad you said it because <laughs> I was thinking the same damn thing. But did you see their new official sponsor? I did not. No, I did so not. So their new official sponsor is Kraken, the, the alcohol. 
Oh, well, there, you know, of course it is. That that makes it even I mean, that's a good one. Talk about branding. I mean, what, around, a, so. what a freaking – I mean, they nailed it. I, they nailed it. I, I think that was perfect. They did so good with hey, that. So hold on. Seattle Kraken is what? Are you talking about the NHL team? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. All right. I got a lot of family out in Seattle, man. So um, I'm, I've kind of been, you know, like off the grid when it comes to that right now. But I know they got – expansion team coming and all that but the seattle kraken i kind of oh, like yeah. that it's nice it's nice i think they nailed it that's a really yeah i love it so we're waiting to see what's going to be the uh the results of this this uh washington football team it, it's it's hard for me not to go back to what they've always been called man like i'm trying to move forward i'm trying to get you know the washington football team but i i just keep almost slipping up and it's it's tough i gotta keep saying it or i'm gonna screw it up so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see I'll, what they pick i'll be honest with you though man like like straight up like a lot of people think though it's not that easy to change um a lot of people are like oh like lebron james and des bryant that went on twitter and they're talking about wow it took them a really long time to figure out that name or whatnot People don't realize, though, the, the, the legal issue. You know, like when you have a franchise like that, and you had a team name for that long, you can't just change it overnight. You know, I mean, there's so many legal issues that go along with with changing a facet of a name. It's like doing that. I mean, they are a corporate, you know, a corporate company. You know what I mean? I mean, you can't just do that overnight. So uh, it's not something that they can do overnight. I think that's just more of a temporary thing, obviously until they can figure out what they want to do. Like a lot of people were expecting them to just change the name right overnight, boom, and the uniforms and this and that. So I think they just did that, you know, the Washington football team, you know, just for the season, just to make sure that the logo is the same with this and that. Mm -hmm. And then after the year's over, then you make that dramatic move if you're going to make that dramatic move, you know. But there's a lot more behind it than a lot of people think. Oh, yeah, I agree with you 100%, not to mention the fact that in D.C., Somebody has picked up all the copyrights, so or all the trademarks or whatever, and they're they're stuck. They they got to work through all these this red tape just to pick a freaking name now because the dude took up every single option that they had, so that they couldn't pick anything else, and and so now they're stuck, and it, it's just crazy, man. It is crazy, and then you now have the Blackhawks. Actually, I just saw today with the NHL. They are no longer to wear allowed to wear any sort of head ornaments or whatever at the game. So look for that. That that I, that's probably the next big team you're going to see changing logos or changing names, um, coming soon. But hey, you know I looked at those new Redskins jerseys and I, I like them. I mean I know I know it's still the burgundy and gold. I know really the only big thing is they're taking the, the logo off the helmet and, and putting. And they got the numbers on the helmet. I like it. I think it looks good. I don't know why. I don't know why. I've never yeah, been a fan school, of bro. numbers. Like it does. That's like Penn State, Penn State, Alabama, yep. you know, college. I'm just saying, you know, that's college and NFL. But I agree with you, West, though, man. I like I'm, them. You know I'll be honest with you, me being a Dallas Cowboys fan, I kind of dig that. It looks I good. I kind of those, man. I kind of dig it. Yeah. I, it, something so simple, but it works. It works. So let's talk about a big trade that happened between episodes. We had Jamal Adams finally getting dealt from the Jets and going to your boy, Mr. Sorensen. <laughs> in seattle which we talked to and his quote was oh baby so <laughs> he was obviously yeah. excited for it so uh talk to me a little bit about that bobby how do you talk to me about that trade well i mean you know i mean you're the one that you know sent it to me when it happened i think it was like saturday when i you sent me the text and then you and i texted Sorensen, you know um on our group chat or whatnot immediately and, uh, <laughs> immediately and um 
and and Nick's not one to respond right away, but he sure did right away. Yeah, he did. Kind of shows that the uh, excitement that he has, and um, I mean, there's no reason not to be excited. I mean, I mean, you're talking about a big time football player. I mean, he's young, you know. Um, arg- I mean, I'm not. I mean, he's arguably, you know, one of the top premier safeties in the NFL right now. High profile po- football player. Seattle is, you know, they thrive. They thrive off of defense and DBs, obviously. And um, that's an amazing get for them, to be honest with you. I mean, you're talking about a team that's currently going to be in the playoffs. And they're built off of defense. And then you just put a stud, you know, safety back there right now. And um, a team, like I say, that's always going to compete, you know, for their division and be in the playoffs year in, year out. How can you not be excited if you're a Seahawks coach like Nick Sorensen or a Seahawks fan? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously they gave up a lot for them, two first-round picks. Yes. But Seattle's a team, though, that they don't really thrive off of. You know, they're a, they're, they're a ready-now team, you know. They're not a rebuild team. No. They're not a team that's trying to build off of the draft. You know, they already got, you know, a, a, a solid, you know, um, core that's ready to win now. And adding a player like that, they can keep – well, they got him. I mean, the problem is, can they sign him? And then if they, if they can bring – and he's recruiting Clowney right now. If they can bring Clowney in, I mean, I think it's a great get for him. They gave up a lot. But like I said, they don't really thrive off of uh, their first-round picks, man. Certain teams do. They don't. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sitting here actually looking at the cap situation that they're in right now. They have about $17 million right now in cap room for this season now. Right now, what we've learned in regards to the base salary cap going into next season, the NFLPA approved a uh, condition conditional drop in the base salary cap as low as $175 million. Now, to put it in perspective, this year the cap's $198 million, and next year it's slated to be $215 million. So you could see as much – you know, that, that's a big drop. Uh, what is that, 40, yeah. $40 million drop roughly? You could see – so – it's going to be – so in 2021, Seattle has $58 million in cap room. So, yes, they could definitely get this deal done with Jamal Adams and make it an extension in from this season into next season and, and, and do whatever they want as far as adding it. That would that would be a feasible way to make it work with all the cap room. But I still don't see them bringing Clowney back. I just don't see that happening. Clowney wants too much money. and I, I, At this point, I agree it's too much. But now, does that number – now go back up to what he originally wanted because if I remember right, he wanted twenty-two million initially, and he's kind of backed down a little bit, but not a lot. And I think what uh, Bosa just got bumped up to twenty-five million a year or twenty-nine million a year or something yeah, ridiculous that, like that. That Bosa, con- that Bosa contract is gonna definitely it's gonna be play a factor. factor. It's gonna play a factor. Yeah, hundred percent. So I- I'm curious what the see. I'm curious to see what they do. I, I really am. That, uh, how do you feel about the trade with Jamal Adams? And then as far as getting a contract done, um, do you think that gets done this year or next year? Um, so, I mean, I'm, it's tough because that's a big that's, – that's a lot of draft capital. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're talking two first-rounders and a third-rounder. Um, Seattle's, in my opinion, still needs to give Russell Wilson a little bit more help. Um, I agree. I mean, maybe, me and you talked about it off air about too. that. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, but you're getting Jamal Adams, who is a, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call him a generational talent just yet, but he it's looking that way. I mean, 
he's been an extremely solid safety for what three, four seasons now. So um, they're getting a great player, but I, I, it's just tough when you give up that much draft capital. I mean, when we gave up that to get to get Julio, um, I mean, we struggled mightily the next two seasons after giving up all those draft picks. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I, seeing it firsthand, I, you know, I look at it and question it a little bit. Um, but Seattle, you know, Bobby said it. They're, you know, they're perennial contenders. They always find a way. So, getting a piece like that, who knows? That that could just very well push them over the edge. Yeah, and um, I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And and I think I think honestly, you have two different scenarios. And I I don't like drawing on my own team of these, but I have to. You have two different scenarios, and in, in, in this particular scenario, I think it works. Right? You're bringing in, like you said, a great player, a great talent. They've got a good nucleus. They have a solidified leader in Russell Wilson on that team. He is the leader of the Seattle Seahawks. I don't think there's any question or debate about that. I think the only time it ever comes – yeah, even with Lynch there, I, I still believe he is the leader. Lynch isn't a leader. He, I mean, he's a leader. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to diss him or anything like that. He's great, but – that's Lynch, Russell Wilson's football team. And Lynch understands that. Right, exactly. So in that scenario, I think it's going to work fine. I think it's going to be good. I agree with Matt 10 million percent that they need to give him more help on offense, and I think that's why the clown aid deal does not get done because of that. Now, next year they'll have cap room. They'll be good to go. They'll, Like I said, they'll have $58 million. They only have $11,000 in dead money for next season. So they, they have the, the tools to build. And, and give Russell Wilson more. So I can see that working. A scenario where I don't see it working and it is proven so far to be true is what the Rams did. Now, the Rams kind of did a very similar thing. They traded two first-round picks to Jacksonville for Jalen Ramsey. They haven't signed Jalen yet. Jalen's bugging out already all over social media. You can tell. Apparently, he's. I'm hearing uh, whispers about he's looking to go to Vegas, which is not a shocker to me. Um. They don't have a solidified leader on that team. I mean, can you tell me who is the leader of that team right now? Because it's not it's not Jared Goff. No, I, so, I mean, definitely I mean, not. They, definitely not. They, they, it's been a revolving door of players for the last three or four years. They, since they went to the Super Bowl, it's just been a revolving door. You really haven't seen a lot of impressive out of them. This is supposed to be a win-now team. You have a, a quarterback that's making hundreds of millions of dollars. And they're they're not moving forward at all. They're 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 staying in place, and, and they're not. I mean, do you think they're better than Seattle, Matt? The Rams. Uh, that that's tough. No, I don't. I okay. don't think Jared Goff is a very good quarterback. Do you think they're better than than the Forty Niners? No, definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. Let me let me ask you this: Do you think they're better than the Cardinals now that they have uh, a budding? QB, uh, who is quote unquote rookie of the year, which I don't agree with, but that's fine. Uh, uh, they're starting to build their running back game, oh, and then they have two superstar wide receivers. That I mean, Jalen could probably take one of them, but what's on the other side? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, they uh, the Rams have themselves a, a, a big argument with that that Ramsey contract. I mean, they, they got all that dead money with Todd Gurley, who's now in the Falcons. So yep. there's that and. All that money tied into golf. Um, I didn't like that contract from the get-go, and I knew it was going to be a problem. I knew it was going to be a problem moving forward, and it's proving to be true right now. And I mean, I don't. Again, you could make an argument they're the worst team in that division. You can make an argument about it looking into the season, and 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 that's a situation where I think it doesn't work. But now, 
going back to Seattle, I, I like the move. I think Jamal Adams, now that he's out of New York, out of all the media and everything like that, he, it's going to settle down a little bit. He's going to be, be like in the locker room with, with Russell Wilson. He's going to say, this is how this locker room works. This is how we do business. And they've got that Seattle brand football. And I, I just think it's going to work. Now, this season, I'm not going to put too much in because, I mean, Seattle loses a big ally in the 12th man. They don't have that this year. They don't get that opportunity. So it's, it's going to be cool to see what they do at home. I, it's it's odd that the season's like this, but it's also a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity right now that we're, we're getting. We're going to see these teams in a whole different atmosphere than you'll ever see them again. You'll never see this again, hopefully at least. We will. Like you said, Wes, that's going to be um, so interesting this year when it comes to NFL. Home field advantage, you know, is a huge thing in the game of football. Like, I mean, you can put the crowd noise in there throughout the speakers and all that, but that just not, does not bring the same energy as it does with people in the stands right there. You know, they're, they're going to try and make it as real as it can be, but there's nothing as real as having the real stands, the fans in the stadium roaring in the pregame and all that, getting everybody hyped up. I mean, that's going to be a huge difference. That's why you're going to see a sleeper team this year that's not supposed to be favored to, you know, go deep in the playoffs or whatnot, creep up in there right there. Because somebody's going to take advantage of that, not you know, that non-home field advantage situation. Right. It, it completely changes everything. I mean, the only stadiums you're really going to see – I mean, you can make an argument you're not going to see any advantage in any stadium, really, honestly. I mean, even in the Dome stadiums, I mean, you're playing in the same thing. There's going to be no real difference in the in the game. It's it's going to be almost an eerie feeling for the players in, in some regard because it's just this massive, empty stadium. And – there's nothing going on. Let's some, you know what some some players some players some players love it and feed off it. Some, some players don't. You some will be mean? able to handle it, and, and I, they, I it, yeah, I think and then they'll be those, they'll be those one players that are going to love that. You know, because a lot of players get nervous when they go there and they see seventy, eighty thousand people roaring and this and that, and then that changes their performance. You know, right? And then the other ones do. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, you can ask so many great NFL players or whatnot. I mean, their game changes when they look around. They see 80,000 people roaring on third down or this and that. You know, that's, I mean, it changes the mentality of the game. It you know, gets for those competitive players. juices flowing. You know, you, there's players that feed off of that. And, and I, I can't Absolutely. remember who said it, and I hate it that I can't remember who said it, but somebody put it perfectly. He said, um, in, in these sort of situations, not having fans will mentally, you have to be mentally tough. It will mentally break some players because. You were. It's like playing in practice. It's it could all be like playing. Yeah, in, exactly. And if you're not playing, you know, hard, as hard as you can, these other players are just gonna the ones like you said that are just gonna feed off of it. They're gonna they're gonna. It's not gonna affect them. They're gonna just dismantle these teams. I mean, it's gonna be really crazy to see, and you're gonna learn a lot about these players this season, like individually. So it's exciting. And then yeah. on top of all this, you're not getting a preseason. There's no warm-ups. So you're not going to get to evaluate really any new talent. You get what you get. And if you pick them up, you, you're going to be with them. You're not going to get – you can't evaluate anything. You're not going to see where anybody stands. And, and that's just it, – it's crazy. It's just crazy. Um, yeah. And, it's going to be – it's, it's, it's definitely going to be a, a reality check and a heart check for – like and a, a man check for a lot of these players right here. Like, yeah. What can you do right now? Because, like I said, like you said, and like I said, the fans, you know, the fans bring a lot of energy to the stadium, man. I mean, it's 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 crazy, and they make players go nuts. You know, 
Yeah. Other ones hate that shit, you know? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into this real quick. We're going to talk about uh, – I want to talk a little Chargers football, and then we're going to jump back to Washington one more time because i got another question I want to ask, and I'm going to go to Matt first on that one too. Bobby, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, coming into uh, this regular season, again, we don't have a whole lot of – there's not a whole lot you can do to evaluate these players. It's looking like Tyrod is going to be your starter for the Chargers over Herbert. Bobby, is this a good decision, a bad decision, and why? Uh, I think that's a good decision. I mean, you know, uh, Tyrod's proven himself, you know, with Buffalo and the teams he's been with before, you know, uh, maybe Baltimore. I'm not sure. Don't, don't call me on that or whatnot. Uh, Justin Herbert, um, superstar, you know, uh, player out of Oregon. Drafted, what, top five? Right around there. I don't know his draft number, where he was drafted, but um, definitely um, an amazing, you know, talent prototypical NFL quarterback or not, but to me it's no uh, no brainer. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's already always proven himself. Um, if you go, if you can go back and I mean, I'm not going to pull it up right now. I'll try and pull it up, but I mean, he's a guy that's pretty consistent though. Every time he he's had his starts or whatnot, I guarantee he has a winning record or whatnot. Um, he's just one of those guys that's been more of a um, career backup. You know, he had his starts and you know, um, he's not like a Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I can. I don't want to compare him to a Teddy Bridgewater because Teddy's, you know, got a little bit of an edge and whatnot. But I think it's a no-brainer to start um, uh, Tyrod Taylor. You know, for um, the Chargers to start the season off. I mean, you don't want to throw uh, Justin Herbert out week one. Tyrod Taylor's season. He started a lot of NFL games or whatnot. Um, could, could there be a change mid-season? Absolutely. But definitely, I see him starting week one. And I think that's the right decision. No question about it. Matt, talk to me. What you think? Yeah, no, I, th- I think the same thing. I mean, without having these like, these preseason games and 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 not being able to practice the way that they normally do, getting a rookie to start first game, it, it just wouldn't be right. Um, Tyrod Taylor, like Bobby said, he's proven he, he he can hold on to the ball. He doesn't really turn it over too much, and then again, he's he can he can run tuck it and run as well. So I'm actually surprised he hasn't been a little bit more sought after uh, in the league, just with the way that it's going with these quarterbacks. So maybe he'll have a, a you know, a huge breakout season. I'm, I'm very interested to see how that's going to play out. Yeah, I agree with both of you. And I really hope like you were saying Matt, you were talking about, I really do hope he has a breakout season. I've always liked Tyrod. I think he's a good player. I just think he's been put in bad situations. He was put in the Buffalo team that really, honestly, was not a good football team. They were a really bad team. And and that's not to say he didn't have his struggles, but he was a he's a young QB in the league trying to grow like everybody else. He was just unfortunately on a bad team. And then uh, I believe he went in the, he goes to Denver. Um, in Denver, he has, you know, got a new player coming in, a uh, new QB coming in. And, I mean, he's in there for a couple games, and now he comes in, and now he's in in, uh, in L.A., and he sat, he, he sat behind Phillip Rivers. And then, you know, it's like, okay, I have my time now to try it out, and they draft a QB in the top five. So you know that's going to be the eventual replacement for you. The only thing you can go out there and do is showcase your talents and hope you get picked up somewhere else like, like Teddy Bridgewater did, you know, and, and show that you are still one of those top players in the league that can handle, you know, that can handle it. So I hope he's successful. Like I said, I like the dude. I think he's a good player. I just think he's been, unfortunately, in bad situations. I agree. Yep. Uh, moving back over to Washington, though. Matt, I don't know what they've talked about in the local news, but that's why I'm asking you. 
Alex Smith, he's cleared. Let's let what, what, what what's being said. Uh, I mean, everybody. When I'm listening to 106.7, everybody that's that's been on there and talked about it can't believe that you know they actually cleared him and and. I mean, he he's been put on the the physical the pup list, the physically unable to perform list, uh, just to kind of get him back in. Because I mean, he's still not ready to take an NFL hit. No, I don't. He can't be. I don't. I don't think he's ever gonna. He really ever is gonna, is gonna be. Um, I, I'm surprised Doctor cleared him. I am too. I am. I am too, Matt. I'll let you continue this, Matt. But when I heard the news that they gave him full clearance for full contact and all that. I'm like, wow, man, like I would be very surprised myself while you take over this conversation to see him continue the career that he had before. Yeah. I think, uh, for him just hearing that though, was probably one of the biggest moments of his life just to be able to hear those words come out of a doctor's mouth. Uh, with the way that things were looking, I Dude, mean, it was looking really bad. It wasn't forever. just about yeah, yeah what like yeah. 20, like twenty eight, thirty surgeries or something crazy. Yeah, it, it was yeah, I think it was seventeen or something. It, it, it was the infection that got in there. It was we're not talking about just losing his leg. We were talking about losing his life, and right. so that you know that's way bigger than football and everything else. So um, that's one thing that you can say about the Washington Football Club. Haha, caught my yeah. yeah. Um, they stuck, yeah, right. (laughs) That they stuck by Alex Smith. That's, I think that that's really great of, uh, Dan Snyder and, and whoever else is involved with that, their medical staff and, and things like that. I thought that was, that's, that's great for them to stick by Alex Smith after such a gruesome injury. And you know, they needed that too after all the, what they went through with Trent Williams about how he wanted that whole staff gone. I mean, I think that that was part of it as well. They wanted to, um, you know, let their player, other players know that, hey, you get, you know, an injury, we will take care of you. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, it, like I said, after seeing all those pictures of his leg and the, hearing the stories, and like you say, it wasn't just, you know, playing football. It wasn't just his leg. It was his entire life. It was that risk here, you know, over an injury, like. The worst one we've arguably seen since Theismann. Funny enough, almost in, in the it was in the exact same position and almost the exact same scenario. So it was wild. You know, you can't make that up. I mean, it's just nuts. And, yeah, and you know what, man? It's crazy, man. I'm, you know what? Hearing that news that he got full clearance and all that, no matter what goes on going forward in his career, just knowing the fact that he overcame a type of injury like that and is built in a situation – what he's in right now is just amazing. I'm, I, it, it, that's a blessing to hear that. It's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. And I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm 100% shocked. Yeah, no, I definitely am. I don't, I don't see him actually getting a chance to, I mean, to, to really play. I mean, he's also 36, 37 years mm-hmm. old now. So, yeah, I just don't see it. Yeah, it's about that time, you know. Let's let's hang it up, you know. He might go out there like like you said. He, he he's not gonna see a whole lot more snaps in his career. I don't think. I think he's gonna be more of an advisor than anything else out there. But uh, he may come out there for a snap here or there, and and maybe like a run play or something like that, just so he can get back out in the field. But I agree with you, Matt. He, I think that's let's go ahead and call it a career. Let's call it a career. Hey, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget Teddy Bridgewater. Like, yeah, you're right. Can't forget, man. Had a had a 
Not as bad as uh, Alex Smith, though, but, I mean, his injury was it's bad to the point where they thought he might lose his leg, too, you know, and it took him two or three years. But then again, you know. He's a lot Teddy's younger. Little, yeah, man. Teddy's younger. Teddy's yeah. younger. So, and then look, Teddy, he just signed a really decent contract right now. I can't wait to see how he plays over in oh, Carolina. Yeah. With him. I'm yeah. excited so. to see him play, too. I'm with you. I know Matt's not, but I'm definitely excited to see him play. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're uh, we're about caught up here. We've moved on quite a, a lot of info today. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, getting closer, guys. Getting closer to this uh, season getting underway and and camp starting. And can't wait, man. The closer yeah. we get to it, the better. What do you guys? Hey, before we hang up, though, what do you guys think about Derrick Henry and that contract, though? Oh, agree. Sign the man, pay him. He's worth it. And that's one of the few running backs I'll go out there and say to get that deal done and pay him. He he deserved every penny of what he got, if not more. That that dude is a tank, and I'm saying it because my team gets run over by him perpetually twice a season. <laughs> yeah, yeah that guy's I mean, a beast. Hey, that's all it takes is like one good, not like one good season though, man. I, I mean, mean, I'm not saying he wasn't good that, uh, two years before. Yeah, no, he was. And, and 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 you know the worst thing I think they ever did was and, and I. I not to knock the player, they brought Deion Lewis in, and they really should have let let Derrick Henry have the show. But you know, hey, you kept him healthier for longer. Good for you. And 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 he, Derrick Henry, got Tannehill paid too. So let's not forget that either. Yeah, right. He 100% got him paid. So I think that's another one of those Jared Goff contracts. Like I don't agree with that Tannehill contract, and I think it's going to come back to bite him in the ass down the road. I'm just glad. For their sake, not for my sake, my team's going to be pissed about it, but I'm glad that they got him signed and they got that deal done because I'll tell you what right now, if he hit free agency, he was not going to be in Tennessee, and I can promise you that. Oh, no question about it. He would would be making ridiculous money somewhere. That would be a running back that everyone would jump on, and I promise you they would jump on him because the dude is a tank. I, I don't remember the last time he got injured, maybe then like a other than like a rolled ankle or something like that that kept him out a couple quarters. But he does not quit. He doesn't. Nah, quit man. When you're hey six three two forty in the NFL, running back that can mm-hmm. move like that, and uh, kind of prove himself a little bit. Yeah, he got paid. I don't even know what the numbers were, but apparently, what is he the highest paid? Um, running back in NFL history. I don't have the specifics, unfortunately, on me. Um, yeah. But I would assume he's, if not the highest, he's right there. I, I, he's right there. Yeah. Maybe a little bit below, but he's got to be right there. Well, for Matt, Bobby, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up for us, guys. Matt, I'm going to be seeing you next week up in Virginia. Yep, can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, man, hey, have a good time up there, fellas, man. Know. I wish I could go up there, man. I got I got to sit down here and do workouts, man. Hey, Usually I go up to VA, man, but I can't this summer. You got a lot I of kids. I for you, Bobby. Yep, same here, brother. Well, for Bobby, Matt, I'm Wes. This has been The Extra Point. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Peace.